Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Well, hello there, Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you on podcast and then live on YouTube, Facebook, the Revival Today app, and the weird Twitter streaming video service. It's very, very strange that I think Elon's going to turn into a juggernaut. Mario in Arizona, good to see you. Ace in New Orleans. What do you uh, mean by juggernaut? Like you're unkillable? I'm not going to be, I'm going to have to use multiple Are you going to play the new Modern Warfare? I want to. I suck at it, though. It's been so many well, years. And, but like, you can't take a hiatus. If you take a hiatus, these little teeny boppers come in and just annihilate you. I'm and giving it a whirl, one though. frustrating ride. But we, we, we need to do it. Can you, will you buy a second one and get it hooked up while I'm out this next week? Uh, you, you say out this next week, but you're going to be back on Saturday. <laughs> no, I'm saying, will you get it when I, I'm, I'm going to Pastor Rodney's thing. Oh, the whole week. You're yeah. leaving after uh, Sunday service. evening. I'm leaving later. Okay. Um. I'm slumming it, taking it like a Southwest flight. Look at yeah, you. Like, with like regular people. Oh, my God. As, as a celebrity, it's, it's how I stay grounded. Wow. How uh, do you stay re- relevant? Jonathan Abdallah, take your calls and help solve life's problems. Before we do take your calls, I sent some media in this morning. Um, can you start with the multiple pictures of the building? Congratulations to Jay and Tammy Hoskins in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who got their own building. 12,000, they got the whole thing. So it says three to 6,000 square feet available. They got a 12,000 square foot office warehouse and turned it into a church. Roll I through think the pictures. Beautiful. Brand new, huh? I don't, wouldn't say that. Brand new. It looks brand They're new. Not it looks it like, like the outside. But look there. They got room. Keep going. Keep going. See a nice lobby? I love it. So they closed yesterday, and I want to, that stuff makes me happy. So wow. congratulations to Jay and Tammy Hoskins. Oh, yes. Let's go. No minister is more down to clown than Jay Hoskins. I see that green hallway, though. If I called Jay Hoskins right now, I was like, want to go to Cedar Point? Like, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else did I send in? Oh, yes. Tell, tell the folks at home. Guys, I wasn't going to announce this yet. This is why I can't show you stink at keeping surprises. I, you never said to keep it. Let I said know. I was going to announce it November 6th. That's our RTC gun club uh, that we are going to officially launch on November 6th. So if you are part of the Revival Today Church or you're anywhere in the area and you want to be a participator of this club, then I want you to sign up. We're going to have that information available once I sit down with Stephanie because I, don't, we, I still, she, she hasn't even seen it. So what's it, what's it going to consist of? It is going to consist of meeting up um, once a month to shoot with a group. Now, like just depending on how, how big uh, this group is, we'll probably have to kind of like divvy it up uh, accordingly. But I see in the future, let me just dream with you. Take my hand. I see on the premises of the Revival Today Church Homestead HQ headquarters, I see a shooting range. I see a cabin. I see a place where hunters and shooters can gather and talk about ammunition and, and, and share 
of the bountiful goodness of their harvest when it's hunting season. And, um, but really what, what this is going to be is just to kind of like, you know, uh, just, just, it's a place where you can talk about guns, get better at the craft, and I really foresee people coming out of this and doing competitions. There oh, yeah? I do, yes. So, I want RTC to be on somebody's. So we don't really don't do T-shirts in the morning, but anyone that sows a seed of any size today gets a Revival Today Gun Club T-shirt. Revival Today Church Gun Club T-shirt. Okay. What? Stephanie, you heard that? I just, I literally. They already have a design? I des no, I designed this literally moments ago. I don't even have the PNG. I just approved of it. You, we will have uh, this signed up at rtcregister.com. You just give it a, a couple moments and you'll see that um, uh, logo. Th this is just one logo. I just showed both of them to Jonathan because, again, it was still a proof. <laughs> I like it. You like People it. like it. So, uh, Dre, I said I saw you say you'd like to come down from Toronto and shoot. I would think about coming down from Toronto permanently, living in the free old USA. Love to have you. What else we got? Here's a text that someone I know got. I thought it was pretty awesome. My, um, somebody posted a thing of me on their Instagram story. He is the best. January 2020, I had everything ready to commit suicide. I contacted our life insurance, made sure it was covered. I have an email that I prepared for husband to know who to contact. Then a few days later, someone sent me this video on fasting and prayer, and I kept watching three times a day. I got saved, then found you guys. I'm so blessed for y'all. So when you, you can go back to me. When you, uh, wow. When we put these videos out, that's pretty great. And just kept it on, and it drove the spirit of suicide. And that, that lady's doing great. Sure. Pretty awesome. Your cup looks crusty. <laughs> Turn that back. Oh, Let me yeah. fix it. Let me fix it. I can't look at that all day. I it can't. looks like if a public toilet was a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. Let me do it for you. I'll do it. I'll turn the Motor light. skills, McGee. Oh, should I let you do it? No, I cannot aprende. Cannot aprende. Who who carried this coffee to the table? It's Mike, not it's not that Michael it's, J. Fox. It, I'm telling you, every time I get a coffee, it's the stupid lid. You and I know that. Is there a hole on the the cup? No, it's good. All right, um, that that was it for media that I sent, right? Okay, that was it for media I sent. Do we have a floor man? Right, we do. All right, um, all right. Let's get the phone numbers up, and I'd love to connect with you, Dallas and I. And uh, shoot the breeze or get into serious things you need help with. Phone number? 412-206-6274. That's 412-206-6274. Oh, that's nice of you. You can come on. It's not, like, it's not like it's a big deal if you get on camera. styrofoam is bad for your health blah 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 but oh, what I'm other t-shirt oh yeah you know what whoever the first caller is i'll throw in a second t-shirt you got the cnn one ready that i designed yesterday or that i had the idea for at least cnn so two shirts cnn and then the revival today gun club to the first caller let me get the phone number up again what's the hold up 412-206-6274 
Your chance to talk to two actual celebrities. Okay. Hey, speaking of Tampa, let's throw that up. Ruskin, Florida. James, you're watching from Tampa. I will be about an hour from there. Ruskin, Florida, Destiny Church, tonight, 7 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., 2322 11th Avenue, Southeast Ruskin, Florida, at Destiny Church. We have a call. Your name and where you're calling from. Your name and where you're calling hello, from. Hello, Yes. Oh, oh, hi, Sandra, from Richmond, Virginia. How are you today? I'm great. How can I help you today? Well, you can. Uh, I'm having a problem with my church. Go ahead. Um, you know, we were open through COVID, but the people there are still come masked up, and I have this phobia against masks. Yeah. And and. We were socially distanced six feet apart. We have a huge church that used to have like 5,000, and now they're down to about 100, 200 people of service. And it's just, uh, I, I don't know how to explain um, every time I go, I get an attitude because I, they're not like-minded. I understand. I, I, would, I would feel the same way. Um, you're gonna have to probably move on, yeah. Because they they're they're not gonna change. There's no point in trying to talk to them or anything. I, you're saying like if I if I went there this Sunday, people are still wearing masks. Uh huh. Oh my goodness, that's insane. Because the rest look look, look. Uh, on Sunday, the pastor is telling everybody, you know, get up and go hug somebody, go shake somebody's hand, mm. and and I went to shake somebody's hand, and she goes. I've been shot. I got the shot. You can hug me, and I'm like, oh no, let me get back. I I don't like yeah, to, you know, like I'm like, ah. So it's just so. I I don't know how to explain. I go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Sunday night. I still work in the the youth uh, where you um, on Tuesday basketball where. Nobody from the church comes, just outsiders. And it's, it's just, it's just to me, it's, I just don't understand it. What's the, uh, what's, the had, what's the name of your town in Virginia? Uh, I live in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, Richmond. Henrico County. Richmond. Henrico County. I know where Richmond is. And here's the thing. You know, we just had a camp meeting where we had Crepolo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, uh, Bill Winston, and our church was packed. And right. then they left, and it goes back to Sunday night. It looks like ghost town. Well, they did, you know, if, if you do the mass thing in church, you run a spirit of fear. If you allow a spirit of fear into a church, it, it, it irritates God. Sure. So I would, um, you're going to have to find a new church. Yeah. Because they're not going to change, and it, and it would frustrate you. And I'm telling you what I would do if I w was you. I would leave because... Uh, well, this is what I was thinking that I could do church online with join your church and just well, you can not do, have a church. You can do that, but I would also Richmond has a lot of good churches, correct or incorrect? Um. Well, I've been checking around, 
And, and look, I'm a inter, I, I have a, a interracial marriage. Me too. And they still, I, I know, I know. That's so you can understand. So you go to, if I went to a black church, they're talking. The, the world is so separated. I, look, look, I used to not even know about race and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it never came up. Same with me. Twenty twelve, it's like people that they they all of a sudden call me white. I'm like, what? And they, it's so mind boggling. And then telling me about how they have it so hard, how I wouldn't understand. So if you go to a black church, it's all about the black this and the black this. I, I just, I don't know what, where to go. Um, and my husband, he doesn't go to church because he's become a Sabbath keeper. Uh, it, it's just, ugh. Although he said he would bring me up to Pennsylvania to visit, but he'll stay in the motel with the dog. Um, I bet if he met me, he'd, he'd, he'd come to church. I agree. Tell him, tell him. He, he likes you. What we watched, you know, we found you, check the news. Right. And, and actually, I try and get my son to listen to you because you play video games. Yes, I You're do. You're for real. You, you know, like, he could associate with you. Right. I can relate to the young people. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, maybe you join the online church, but then maybe head on up to Pittsburgh See if you can find a nice job and a house and a <laughs> fence and some dogs. Uh, I, so bad. My husband's a truck driver. He's in uh, York, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know where and that he is. Drives through, he drives through Pittsburgh out to Ohio, but he says it's too cold up there. Oh, come on. Richmond's not warm. Yes, it is. No, I mean, maybe now, but have- they have winter in Richmond. I, uh, we shut down everything but snowflakes. I'm going I, to. I'm uh, from Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania, so I I don't mind. What part are you from? But uh, a place called Pottstown. Yeah, I know where Pottstown is. I think I've reached there. You do? Oh yeah. I I don't like. I would never go back there. To me, it was demonic. Listen, you should uh, you should consider just pray about it and give your husband a nice little pat on the back and. Think about coming up to Pittsburgh. Tell him, tell him he has an invitation oh. for me, and I would like to meet him. At least come out and check it out. Just ch- come up and check it out with him, and then see what you think when you get the feel well, up here. But back to the church thing, really, is, is it wrong to just do online church? It's not wrong. It's not ideal. I, I, in your case, I don't blame you. Like, you can't. I would never go to a church that if they were... I wouldn't have gone to a church that was masking up last year or the end of 2020. Facts. So, I mean, if no one's masking up now, even at arenas, like secular events, it's insane. Well, it's not the pastor that's saying you must be masked up, but most of the people are masked. A lot of them are still masked. Yeah, but I would tell as the pastor, you know, we had a policy when we started the church. If anyone came in with a mask, they were seated in the last row. So that, that, that puts wow, an end to that. That's true, right. 
Gotta take a stand. So, yeah, come up and see me. As far as the church, no, it's not wrong. And I'm not saying that so that you be an online member with Revival Today. That church has, and I, I'm glad you didn't say what the name of the church is. I don't want to know. But that, yeah. they, they got problems, major problems. And if it. And what you said made me think the same thing. They put a spirit of fear in that church. Yes. Yes. No, that's insane. People won't shake hands. And it's, it's 2022. Yeah. Towards the end, like this thing's over. California doesn't Absolutely. have masking. Absolutely. That, you know, and the fact that it, it went down. From five thousand to two hundred or whatever. That that's all you need to yeah. know. God, you know, if God left, yeah. here's how I feel. If God left, why should you feel bad about leaving? Oof. Oh, here's one thing. Because I, I say because my son had left church, and I felt like I'm the stabilizer. I'm I, I'm continuously there. My husband left. My son left, and I I didn't want to leave because I thought they would say, "Oh, you see, you don't go to church either." No, yeah, but I mean, you're still going to go to church. Just in the meantime, you can be a member with us. And then as you mosey up towards Pittsburgh, then, then that'll solve everything. Say that, Pastor. I, I, you know what? I'm believing that, too. I am yeah. believing that. I want to believe that with you. That it'll, it'll be a change for the better, not a change for the worse as you yeah. make your move. And, and when you get the land, I'm going to start looking for the land to buy a house near the church. Okay, well, I might have an announcement before too long, so. All right, all right, then I'll see you soon. Hey, I don't, yes. I don't want to creep you out, but I love you. Me you too. seem like a great lady. I love you guys. Hey, I really love you guys too. I can you feel make it. Make my day. All right, ha have yourself a nice one, um, guys. On the screen, I can't see the the bottom corners askew. Uh, that's a good line, Wilson. Christians don't leave church; they leave leadership. And I mean, that's ridiculous. So. 412-206-6274. Maybe, maybe you need a little vent sesh. Uh, your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Yes, your name and where you're calling from. Uh, Scott, calling from New Jersey. Uh, what part of New Jersey? You don't have to be real specific, but I like New Jersey. Actually, uh, Morris County. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you today? So over the past year or so, God's put in my heart to um, step out a little bit further. I got my credentials with the Assemblies of God recently, and I was asking God, I said, you know, what's the next step? And he told me he wants me to start a church mm -hmm. here in Morris County. And one of the reasons that I wanted to do this, I really feel it in my heart, is because I don't feel there's any churches in our area that are really focused on winning the lost. Right. It just seems like a lot of status quo people showing up to church, and most of the Assembly of God ministers, actually almost everyone that I've spoken to who are pastoring a church, they said they've lost about 50% of their congregants since COVID, and they just haven't, haven't been able to, to get them to come back. Right. And I know I've been following your ministry very closely for the past two and a half, three years, so I know everything that's going on with you and your new church and everything. And I know that when you started your church, you had a, a, a big following, so it was... Different. Um, different, right. So my question is, how do you start from scratch? And I do have a few close friends which are going to join us at the church, but how do you start from scratch with a new church? What, what would you recommend to uh, get the greatest amount of increase as early as possible? What a great question. Number, number one, if you would... 
Um, if you're interested, join. I, I do a ministerial mentorship once a month on a Zoom call, and there's a bunch of pastors, and we do questions, so that way I can, I can guide you, like, whatever future questions you have, too. I'd like to stay in touch with you, and then you can ask it in a closed group. You know what I mean? As far okay. as uh, what, to, what to do when you start, I would say one mistake I see people make, and like you said, it was different for me, and I'm very thankful. Like, it, it, it was different. People don't, people don't have... Uh, it, it was different. Anyway, I, I, um, I, I find a mistake people make when they start from scratch is you're starting smaller. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have something that's small. Like I, you know, people people rent a room to meet in. That's just, it looks like a small thing that's that's going nowhere. Obviously, you can't you, you can't rent a, um, the Meadowlands Arena or, or some massive, beautiful thing. I understand that. But like, there's a way to set it up where you look like a pastor. You look like a church. You know, when I'm doing evangelism on the road, let's say. Let's say the church has 140 people at, on Sunday, and then Monday it drops to 80, and then Tuesday it dropped to 50. You feel discouraged, so you don't actually feel like wearing a suit and stuff. It's like, hey, you know what? I'll throw on like an untucked shirt and some jeans and just teach a little Bible. I feel like that happens to a lot of pastors that are starting out, and then it takes on this small, unexcellent feel. I would, I would go top-notch. You know, I would dress not like the size of my church. I would, I would dress like somebody um, who, if a guy comes in that runs car dealerships, he, he, you look like somebody he feels like sitting and listening to for 90 minutes. I wouldn't drop to like the small pastor mode. I would, I would run things very excellent as best as you can, which is what stewardship is, doing the, doing the best with what God's given you. And then when you do that, God will give you more. It's, um, any follow-up questions? Yes, I do. Um, so one of the things my wife and I, um, she's a professional, she's a physician, and I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting my credentials with RMIMA. When are you going? Uh, May or, or next week? If everything goes, because we haven't got the official approval yet, but if everything goes actually this next Thursday, oh, listen, I will be come up, for the morning come, service. Come up and see me. I'll be there. We're going to be there all week, but they're doing the um, the licensing or ordination service that yeah. Thursday morning. I'm going to be there all week. I, I'd love to meet you. It sounds great. I'd love to meet you guys. So so, so keep going. I interrupted you. Go ahead with your, your follow-up. Well, so one of the things is I've, 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 I'm more aligned myself with um, Rodney Howard Brown's ministry, and I really feel closer in touch with that. And I'm, I'm most likely going to be letting my Assembly of God license expire at the end of the year. Right. And one, I know one of the things you've talked about a lot is uh, covering. Yes. And I'm, I'm fairly close with uh, Pastor Tony and Pastor Karen in Baltimore. Yes. Yeah, I love them. We know them. And I just wanted to get your opinion in regard to, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be by myself here in New Jersey. I don't really have anyone else. I'm... I'm Wondering if I should approach another minister or if, if that's something that should happen naturally. I'm, I'm a little uncertain how to move forward in that direction. Well, you're, you're doing it right. You know, number one, Pastor Rodney will be your covering. And he's not some big guy that you, like a general superintendent that you have no way to access. That guy 
is interested in you. I mean, you can get a hold of Pastor Rodney regardless of who you are. I'm talking like if you're a minister in his covering. One time he went to step out of his office, his iPad had 440 active text conversations going on, I, I saw. So he gets back to you. He would get back to me when I was like very young and barely knew him right away, talk about whatever you need help with. He's a great overseer. And then Tony, you have more. And Tony's just gone through what you're looking to go through. So then you got a second guy that you can bounce things off of. And you're right about, um, you're right about New Jersey. I know New Jersey. For a state that's that populated, they really do have a shortage of strong ministry. So I, I like all the moves you're making. I don't have anything to add to it because if you weren't doing those things, that's what I would think you should do. And you're doing all the right. Th I really feel like you're being led of the Spirit and making the right moves. And Pastor Tony and, and Pastor Karen, they're, they're really absolutely amazing. And I, I'm looking at what they've done when starting that church in COVID, during the beginning of COVID, and they saw the, uh, the supernatural growth they've had. And it's, it's so much an encouragement for me because I look at it and I say, you know what, I could, I could do what they're doing to get hopefully, hopefully the same results that they're getting. You can. And, and those are, now you have, you know, it's like, in talking things out, I feel like you got the answer because, number one, you're going to have your proper covering, and that's the same move I made. I was licensed, I was licensed with the AG and no hard feelings or anything, but that's, that's a good move. And then second, then you have a guy who just did what you're attempting to do who will be a mass, massive help. You know, don't do this. No, we found good success. You know, and Pastor Tony didn't have a following and started with a very small group and found a way to grow it. So now... And it will. It's. It's. You can replicate it. What, what? When one person, what one person does, works with another person. So that's good. Well, that's really great. Thank you so much. Looking forward to meeting you this coming week. And also, too, just to let you know, we're our family's good friends with Maria. Garotti recently moved to. Yes. Oh yeah, she's great. She knows she's us awesome. very well. Okay, good. Well, she's she's our friend too. I, I'm really looking forward to meeting you and your wife. You sound like quality people. You're going to do great in New Jersey, man. You're, God's going to touch you this week. You're going to come back on fire and, and, and let it rip, and God's going to help you. I received that. All right. See you soon. Thanks for calling in. 412-206-6274. I read a question that says, is it bad? Thank you to go to two churches. Yeah. Why? You gotta connect with one. I agree. Uh, your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Yes, your name and where you're calling from. Oh, my name is Nena, and I'm calling from Canada. What part of Canada? So, yeah, um, Ontario. Ontario, nice to hear from you. Yeah, nice to hear from you. So I stumbled upon you. I, I just discovered you newly on Daystar. Yeah. And um, I went through um, YouTube, and then um, my son, I have two boys, 11 and 13. We listened to your Tracy things um, young people have to know before they get married. And it was so interesting. It was so um, appealing to my boys. I haven't seen them that hooked up to something this way. And yesterday, we watched here again. And um, I'm just so grateful that you, you were able to bring out that message because it affected my brains a lot and it learned a lot. 
that makes me very from happy. Yeah, from that preaching. Wow. So I have two, two questions. Go for it. My husband is not a believer. I have, I have been praying for him. I'm not giving up on him. I just want to know what else I can do. I pass and pray, but it's like nothing is really happening. Right? Right. So, and my boys, are, they are not happy about it. So I'm trying to like lead them and mentor them in the way of the Lord. Because it's very hard to do it when you're alone. And they are seeing their dad act up and all that stuff. Yeah, so, and then second question is, how do I lead my boys so that it's not right? How do I mentor them, like, you know, since the dad isn't, like, pulling up his weight as a Christian? Because I said to them, I married wrongly. We are not equally used. I told them that, so I'm not exonerating myself, which is sad, but um, we have to move on. I, 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 I would... Yeah. My, my, my two answers to that would be, A, as far as your husband goes, I know you're praying for him, and uh, I wouldn't say nothing's happening. You can't, you can't pray and nothing happened. So you might not be seeing the result yeah. of it, but the Lord's working on him, and, you know, there's something about that man that made you want to marry him. So just because someone's not yeah. a Christian doesn't mean they're the devil. They're, so it's not like the guy's out of the picture, he's a wicked wicked person there's things he's going to help teach your boys whether he's a whether he's a hard worker or he has a skill set in a certain area i wouldn't write off or treat somebody that's unsaved as a leper if i were you i would treat your husband like he's saved i would treat him like i do that no i do that but you know he keeps on cheating and he's a little bit occultic let me put it that way so it's quite hard you know what i'm saying Yes, that's yeah. well. That, if he's che if he's cheating on you, that's rough. You you're gonna have to play yeah. that. Um, you you want to stay together in the marriage and make it work, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I would still that what does make it hard. But you sound like a very strong lady. I would um, mm -hmm. I'd ask the Lord to help you, and I would just keep treating him like like he's born again. I wouldn't I wouldn't make yeah. it make an issue. You know, you never. You never win anyone to the Lord confronting them about what you're doing wrong. Even if you win the argument. It's not like someone ever says, you know, all the points you raised about all the things I'm doing wrong are valid. I guess I will become a Christian. It's a spiritual thing. So you might as well just yeah. show the most love as hard as it is that you can. And then mm -hmm. as far as your boys go, you are, you are, you're, you're succeeding. You know, how come your boys... Thank when, you. How come your boys, when you played my preaching, didn't say, I don't want to watch that, mm -hmm. I'm, I, you know, and curse at you? No, no, they watched it. So whatever you're doing, you're giving them a spiritual uh, inclination where they, they care about the things of God and the Bible. So you're, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't beat yourself up too badly. I think you're, you're doing what needs to be done and doing it correctly. Oh, thank you so much. Now made my day. Thank you. Now listen, come down and see me in Pittsburgh. You know, I'm four hours from Ontario. Yeah, I think we might do that one of these days. Not now, but one of these. I need them to watch enough of you because, like, you are speaking in tongues here. You don't see pastors and churches that speak in tongues a lot. No. Are we speaking? Yeah. What's we speaking tongues? I do speak in tongues. What 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 us? Uh, what city in Nigeria were you from originally? Um, Portacos. Oh, yeah, where uh, David Ibiomi's church is, right? Yes, Salvation Ministry, yes. Yeah, no, no wonder we get along. 
No, you don't have yeah. to. You don't have to come see me now. Wait till Sunday and then come down. Today's his birthday, by the way. Yeah, one of the Sundays we will. When I when I have a day of we will. Make sure Thank you, you so make much. sure you come up and say hi. I'd love to, I'd love to greet you. You're an awesome sure. lady. We will. We will. <laughs> All right, love you. Go Thank you. God bless you. God bless we you. Love you. Go Super Eagles, and happy birthday to Pastor David Abiomi today. Great man of God. 412-206-6274. Your name and where you're calling from. Yes, my name is Victor. I'm calling from Alabama. Oh, Alabama, a nation within a nation. What part of Alabama? Uh, actually, I'm in my truck, but I just stopped to get diesel. Um, let's see. It's a city called, I don't even know. At a truck stop. Oh, you're oh, driving. You're driving. Yes, sir. My man, how can I help you today? No, I just called to say I love you and I, and and that you guys bless me a lot. Um, I'm I'm planning to go visit you guys sometime in November because I got I got some gifts for you and and your wife too. I know. I know she got a birthday yesterday, right? That's correct. Twenty-five. Oh yeah, twenty-five. I I got I I called. You know, I'm working on on recording like a Bruce Buffer introduction for you, man. Okay, I, I will I will I will utilize that. Where's the Where's the end of the line today? Like, where's where do you finish hauling? Well, I, I'm um, delivering in Ohio, so I'll stop somewhere between Alabama and Ohio. Where did Where did you pick that up the, Where did you pick up your load at? Alabama. Dang, that's that's a decent drive, Alabama to Ohio. It's 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 really not that much, um, but it's a day's work. Well, you're a good. Uh, go ahead. You you know uh, it's funny because I've been I've been torn. You know, so just to make it relevant, not to be like, hey man, this guy just calls to talk, you know, gibberish. So, so I wanted to, <laughs> to say like, because uh, I'm torn between, because you know, I go to, to the river in Tampa. Yes. But like I literally. I literally like binge watch and like, like, like just like every day, 90% of the media and stuff I consume is you or revival or your wife or, you know? Yeah. So, so I've been thinking like moving to Pittsburgh. Well, listen, yes. uh, but it, then it's, it's no secret that I, go. Have, Let's go. Hurry up. I have major problems with the river. Oh, I have oh you go to the river? Yeah. I have major problems with their leadership. I, me and Pastor Rodney don't, don't, don't see eye to eye on a lot. That's not true. So, I mean, I encourage everyone I can to, to flee that place. But but it's crazy because, you know, that's that's my home. That's my, that's, I love everybody. Like, it's, you know, but, but, you know, like you said many times, like, you got to be where God calls you, not just where, you know, you want to be. Because I moved to Tampa because my family was there. I moved from Puerto Rico to Tampa. Right. So I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and, and I moved to Tampa, and then God led me to the river, and then from the river is where I found you. So I feel like I'm cheating somehow. I don't know if that's, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know. <laughs> no, it's... it's like, man, I, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I was praying. Out, is this crazy? Let me tell you a testimony. Okay. So, so. The one of the, you know, I've met you in person. Yes. So this is crazy. The first time I met you in person was after you were preaching. The first time I didn't like you, okay? I get that a lot. Uh, be, because you were wearing, like, 
something with sparkles. I'm like, there's no way I'm listening to somebody that's got like a sparkly <laughs> vest, you know. I'm like, there's no way. Like immediately, I judged your, you had like a vest with sparkles. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I thought this was a good shirt. This guy's wearing sparkles. I don't know what to do with that. But but then, you know, I heard the message. I'm like, okay, he's not, he's not like, he's not a, a soy latte, he, you know, skinny jean wearing. Dude. He's not a pato. I, I was like, Mike, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, we can't talk like that, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so then, so then, this is crazy. You know, I run out of hours every day after I work like 14 hours. I got to take a 10-hour break by law, right? Right. So the first time I met you in person, I ran out of hours in Jacksonville, like literally. And like, I've been following you, and I'm like, oh, wait, he's preaching tonight. And literally, you were preaching like, like, 10 miles from, from where, I, where I ran out of hours. Yes, I I'm remember like, Man, that. This, but I'm like, this can't be a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how, how am I like driving all over and I just happened to land where you were preaching that night? You know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, man, I, and I, I was this close. I was so close. I'm saying this close like you could see me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I was so close to not going because, you know, I'm a truck driver. I don't got nothing to wear. I'm like, I don't got church clothes. You know, I just got done working 14 you know but i was like man i wear my best hoodie you know and you know but i, I almost didn't go because i was like man i you know i first you know i i, I was like man i shaved and stuff and anyways but i did go and it was a great blessing i don't know if you remember you took it to the parking lot you lay hands yes you know and i had like gravel on my hair and stuff <laughs> um, but it was so good and then Another time, you know, when I went for New Year's, I, just, I had a load delivering to Michigan, and I stopped for the service, and then I delivered. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, and that's not easy to do. No. You know? So, so I was, I'm thinking that's God's like, God's like giving me a hint. Like, hey, I want, I don't know, I'm just. No, I, like, I, uh, I, I would love to have you up here, and if it sweetens the deal any, Adalis has two single sisters, Puerto Ricans. Nice, <laughs> nice lady. She does. <laughs> so uh, hey, listen, listen, man. I, I, I'm working on on, he's on good guy. like you said. You know, you said that build your business. So I'm, I'm building my business first. Yes, go, you know, go. and you said build build your business. So I'm I, I want to be at least uh, not not. I don't have to be a full millionaire, but I want to be at least half a millionaire to you know yeah. get a nice rock for yeah. the lady or something. You know. Yeah, but just so, remember, both her yeah. sisters they've never even been with a guy that's a thousandaire. You so, know what? <laughs> They, they would they would they would love but, it. You're wrong. <laughs> but my business isn't like in, in the baby stages, so like I want to be a little more prosperous before I even think about that. And Good plus, job. you know, I want to, you know. Anyways, that that's not what I'm talking. Okay. About. Anyways. Well, listen. So, so listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna like push you to come up here, but if you if you feel an inkling no, to come up, I'd love to have you. Listen, my I got my um, for New Year's. I, my oh, let me tell you this great testimony. My sister, I got a sister from my father's side. Yeah. And, and we were both raised as atheists, okay? So we were not raised, like, we were raised atheists for real. Right. So she just got saved, bro. Like, like she just got saved. She lives in New York. And I, I, we just, like, we, we did our relationship because now she's a Christian. And I told her, listen, I'm, I'm getting you a ticket. We're going to Pittsburgh for New Year's. So for New Year's, she's coming with me, and, and, oh. and I want her to see the church as well. That's awesome. That's amazing. All right. Yeah. I can't. She, she's my little sister, and I told her, listen, if you have a calling, because I think she has a calling. She's a great artist, you know, and, and she sings, and she draws, and she has a, 
and, and you know, she, she just got, she's like 33. And I said, you know, you might be able to get, I told her I paid for her Bible, you know. Yes. Uh, oh, to go to Bible school. You, I told her I paid for it. But she's like, think she's a little scared. But I, I, I told her, I'm going to get you tickets. Let's just visit. I'm, I'm, I told her, we're going to visit so you see it. You know, because she, 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 she comes from atheism. So, you know, I know what that's like. Yeah, no, and, that, uh, that, that's great. I can't wait to meet you both on, uh, uh, on New Year's. It's going to be great. I love you, brother. Hey, listen, what, you know what I'm calling your wife, Adales? What? La maestra de los pollitos. La maestra de los pollitos. Me gusta, fíjate. Fíjate. Yes. The teacher. Do you know what that means, Pastor Jonathan? <laughs> I don't know. I only know curse words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're el gallo de Dios. Like, you're the fighting pride of Pittsburgh. That's what I call you in wow. English. Like, the fighting pride of Pittsburgh. Wow. <laughs> I appreciate that. If you're a boxer. That. Yeah. If you're a boxer. El gallo de Dios. Like, like wow. yeah. Well, oh man, you make me want to fight for real, though. <laughs> true. Go for it. Just pick the right opponent. I love you, man. Thanks for calling in. I will see you on New Year's Eve. Um, and everyone's asking, are you going to have a New Year's Eve? We always did one even before we did, had a church. And this one's going to be big. Uh, get the number down real quick. Anyone that sews today, can you get off Magalis, if you don't have it, the cover of our new magazine that's coming out? Mm. So I'm going to get you... I'm going to get you two T-shirts for everyone that gives today. Uh, CNN. What was that guy's name? I missed it. I know who he is. I know what he looks like. He's funny, and he's cool in person, too. I think I've met him before. I like him. <clears throat> yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, you're coming, Natalie. Anybody else coming to the New Year's Eve one year? Celebration ring in the New Year in six-degree weather. Um, his name is Victor. Victor. T-shirts, CNN, I'm going to wear that one. What else we got? The Gun Club, let's see the logos. There you go, T-shirt number two. And then I'm going to send you our magazine, which obviously if you're already a partner or a friend of the ministry, you're going to get, but this one is a deluxe beauty. Thanks, Kenny, getting the ball rolling on Facebook. Hashtag don't eat 50. There it is, look at that, Otto. 1,000, the story of the miracle that is revival today. I look like Magalis in that. Is that Mags? One of them is. No, that's you. No. So it's got all the Sturgis and Steel City Festival, glossy, high-definition pictures. Oh, you wrote an article? No Limits, Break Through the Limitations by Dallas Shuttlesworth, and um, a lot of other great things in there. So if you you care about the ministry, you're going to love that. Magazine. What'd you say? I said littered with spelling errors, probably. <laughs> I don't think so. They proofread it. Wow, look at Mike Childs. Hashtag donate fifteen hundred. That's wow. Very kind. Pastor Mike, you sent him a gun. You know, it's interesting where the money comes from. Because you think there's like rich people that are gonna give, which some do, but then I gave a word to a young evangelist a couple months ago. It jumped, I'd never said this to anybody before, but I said, from now on, five-figure offerings are going to be your norm when you go preach. So his, his first meeting after that, he did a three-day meeting, and $25,000 came in, the offerings, doing nothing different. So he sent that as a first fruits into the ministry, which I thought, I thought I, I, that's impressive. That's a different kind of mentality. So I'm going to send both shirts in the magazines. I want to thank everybody 
that shows and helps us do what we do. Remember, I'm in Florida tonight, uh, Friday night, Ruskin, Florida, Saturday morning, Saturday night. If you're anywhere in Florida, Georgia, come down to see me. Katie, thank you. Thank you for giving. If you're on uh, YouTube, they demonetized us for content they do not agree with. But uh, you can go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now. Let's get the phone number back up. People like Sandra said, I called and told my husband about the gun club. That is a huge deal maker. Huge deal maker, I'm guessing. Your name and where, your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Yes, your name and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is uh, O.C. I'm calling from Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg? Where, yes. where are you from originally? Uh, my name is uh, O.C. I am originally from Nigeria. Let me I ask you this. Let me ask you this, because I've all, I've always wondered. You grew up in Nigeria, where there's a it hovers between seventy and eighty five degrees most of the time. Very nice. Then you go up to Can to Winnipeg. How how many winters did it take for you to not not want to throw Good yourself question. off a building? Good question. <laughs> it was it was totally it was totally a completely different yeah. weather. But I mean, I came for school. I was young. I was seventeen years old. That was ten years ago. And um, and um, I just I just adapted and I, I found a good church family that that helped me settle in. So that was how I. Let, let me tell you something before you go on with what you're going to say. Have you ever seen Kofi in, in our ministry? I I watch him. I watch him for your morning prayer. All right. I well, I took him. I took him up with me to Saskatoon. In it was February. It was minus thirty five Celsius. So. Our hotel was across the street, like literally across the crosswalk from a Tim Hortons. Wow. And I would have him get us coffees in the morning. He would drive. That's how cold. <laughs> that's how cold. I'm he would drive. It was like 70 feet. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's our norm here for the winter. Minus 45, minus 50 is a normal thing. All right, go ahead. I talked enough about the weather. Go ahead with what you called about. Um, first of all, Evangelist Jonathan, I want to say... I love you so much. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm talking to you now, but I love you so much. <laughs> I love your boldness. I mean, I can just go on and on. I, I found you watching Evangelist Howard Rodney, and since then, I've always followed you. I followed you since you started your church. I'm a big, I'm a big, um, I have a call of God on my life. I'm an assistant pastor right now. Oh. Um, God called me very young. Um, I'm assistant pastor in one of the Redeemed Christian Church of God parishes in Winnipeg. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yes, so uh, I'm really, I'm getting, I'm tidying up my U.S. visa because I need to come and visit. I can't wait. Oh, um, I, I would but, love to have you down here. Yes, yeah, so I, I'm really excited about what God is doing with Revival today. Ooh. I watch, I, I, I've, 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 I followed Ooh. you since you started your church in January. I follow, I follow every Sunday. I, I watch. You know, I, I love what you people are doing. You love all the people I love. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was so excited when I saw Bishop Dak come because I, I, I follow Bishop Dak too, you know. And, I mean, it's just awesome. I, I don't have the words to express it, but I just want to say thank you for all that you do. I watched the crusade you guys just had oh. in, in the stadium. It was amazing. What did you, what did you, you know, like about it? So, what did you like about the crusade? Um, honestly, it's just the, um, like the, the way people turned out, the salvation, 
you know, just your faith to, to do that kind of thing and, and just the way it also shifted the church attendance, shifted the ministry. I love it so much. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, well, the, re been... the reason we get along is I'm, I'm RCCG on the inside. You know, I met uh, Pastor Adeboye in, in Toronto. He laid hands on me up in, up in Canada. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I watch all the, the first Friday of the month, I watch their program. I, I listen to Pastor Adeboye, everything he preached pretty much from the time I found him in 2014. So I, I've preached at RCCG churches. We get along. Uh, I like Nigerians. You know, wow. Ni Nigerians have it as far as you, you, got, you guys are carrying the torch of Pentecost right now. No question about it. Wow. All, all glory to God. And, and really, really, I mean, just seeing a preacher like you, because, you know, it's almost like um, the things you do are very different. Like, it's, you're not the regular American preacher that I know. No, I, I so if you watch, if you watch, I just take what is done in Nigeria and force it into into America. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really love it. I'm excited about what God is doing. I can see your church growing even more and more. I can't wait to guys, if you guys get to 5,000, 10,000. I can see it happening. I'm, I know it's going to happen. I, I, and I just, I'm excited to be part of just seeing it grow. I have a vision to have a mega church. That's what God has put in my heart. Um, so just seeing you do it, you know, um, it's really, really inspiring, and I love what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. I just don't have the words to well, say. Well, listen, you don't need a, um, a visa to come visit in America, correct? Can't oh, you? I actually do, because um, I'm, I'm still, I'm a permanent, I'm, I have a permanent residency. I, I I'm overdue for my Canadian citizenship, but I've just not had the time to get it. What about so, if what if you what if you flew to Mexico and then just walked across the border? <laughs> well, that's that's a possibility. But I mean, my I've already applied for the visa. It's just I just have to go do the interview, or whatever. I had it before, but it expired, so I just have to renew it. All right. Um, but I'm gonna get that soon, and I really can't wait to come. I can't I, I can't wait to meet you in person. Thanks for calling, brother. Very encouraging. No. Um, Really, this is encouraging for me. Trust me, this is probably encouraging for you. Cause, but for me, it's, it's really big. And Adalis, happy belated birthday. Thank you, We sir. love you. I love you. Thank you for supporting Evangelist Jonathan. Um, I mean, what's cannot express, honestly? We love you. We love you. Have, have an awesome day in Winnipeg. 412. I love that man. He's a, you can tell he's super great. 412. Waiting for the number. Oh, we have a call already. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Yes, your name and where you're calling from. Uh, Richard Lesniewski from uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee, Church of God headquarters. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. Just want to wish uh, Dallas a happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, we came to your um, spiritual emphasis weekend, the first the first weekend wow. of June, and really we're blessed. Oh, I'm, that makes me happy. How are things down in Tennessee? Tennessee's doing great as a state, right? Yeah, we kicked Alabama's butt. You see that? I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the econ the economy, but yeah, oh. college college football's oh. fine. No, right. no, nobody beats Tennessee sixteen years in a row. 
No. <laughs> no, let me, well, no, but it's a big deal to be to Alabama. They're like an NFL team playing in college. Oh, yeah, they got all five stars in their, in, in their backup positions and stuff. Yes. But I just wanted, I want to tell you, we're going to come, uh, I think it's about two-and-a-half-hour drive. We're looking forward to coming down to Georgia, right below Atlanta there. Yes, in December. When, that's December. Okay, where am I going again? Commerce, Georgia? No. Uh, Locust, I think it's Locust, Locust Grove. Georgia. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and so... Uh, but then I was wondering how uh, we're members. My wife been praying for uh, uh, witty inventions, and I told her what we're going to do is just all the books that Brother Jonathan and, and Dallas give us. We could just open up a Christian bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we just send a decent amount. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but we appreciate the giveaways. Uh, but I was wondering how do we get to uh, be part of the? Uh, we're, we're members with you, and how do we get part of the members luncheon? <laughs> Uh, on that Saturday. Oh, oh, when you come to Georgia? Yes, sir. Yeah, call the office and let them know you're coming and that you'd like to go and that I, I would like to have you there because I hate, the one thing I need to figure out is we invite people within like a 50-mile radius or even a bigger radius, but then if somebody if comes from way in, out of town, right, they're not th gonna then get they the don't invite. get an invitation. Right. So, oh. so if, if you would, please call because I'd like to have you and you will get missed yeah. if you don't call. Yeah, Okay, well, we'll do that then. And my mother, uh, she lives in Wisconsin, and she's uh, she's 87 years old. She hasn't been able to go to church, and she just loves your ministry. Oh, you see me all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll tag her in your in your thing there. And uh, so she's looking forward to going to, I hope, I think she can just stay alive long enough so she can go to your meeting in Wisconsin oh. in February, whatever it is. That, that's great. That's awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person in, in uh, December at the luncheon. That's great. Tell them how many people you're going to have with you. Bring, bring your whole family. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we love you guys, and, and we appreciate your ministry and your labor for the Lord and that you yield yourself up to the Lord as living sacrifices, and I know he consumes that with his fire. So keep, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Amen. brother. Great, great speaking with you. Any ladies... Pastor Stan and Mary. Oh, yeah, Pastor you. Stan and Mary. Oh, no, no, don't block it. So much. Don't block it. Ahmed, so much. I'm Ahmed talking to you, says, Pastor Stan and Mary. Ahmed says, fuck you. F-A-C-K-Y-O-U. So he either misspelled it or he's from Boston. He might be from Boston. Fuck you. Which means... Listen, Ahmed, I don't know what I did to, to upset you, but it actually makes me happy because it uh, reminds me of the old days of Facebook Live where there was no algorithms. True. So when you went on live... You were getting a lot of... Oh, you were getting roasted. Colorful language. Mary Pody, God bless you. Great job with your church down there, guys. I love you guys. Thank you. F-A-C-K-Y-O-U. You're throwing me off. The, if you want people to call, the number's not up, so they want to uh, throw that number I want right the up. next call to be a lady who wants to tell a doss how much she's helped them. No, that is ridiculous. No, it's all been... I do not. I've had plenty of people. What is up with that? I have quite literally an inbox full of that. Please don't call to thank me. Don't do it. Thank you. I can't call, so hopefully my question is seen like <laughs> Mike Giles.
<laughs> How do you combat the spirit of the devourer until there's a way to tithe? No, you tithe. Tithing rebukes the devourer. You don't get victory over the devourer and then begin to tithe. That's how you do it. Go, go, go to the bottom. <laughs> you, you got me, brother. Oh, shoot. All right, get the number up. But you got to be a lady and you got to gear it to a dollar. Don't gear it to me. Well, yeah. No, well, you don't this is just open. No, it's, it's, it's not about that. Your name and where it's, you're calling from. Hello? <laughs> I see you, Kenny. Your name and where you, you're calling from. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Your name and where you're calling from. <laughs> Uh, my name is RJ, San Diego, California. Oh, how the, the honor to take a break from the perfect weather. It's true. And also, congratulations <laughs> on your baseball team. You guys are, have a great team. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't watch sports, but thank you. I knew it. Well, go ahead with um, it. How can I help you? So the question I have to you is, um, I, I found you guys at the Convergence. Well, I found you, uh, Evangelist Jonathan, at the Convergence uh, last year. Um, I had a booth over there, and it was my, my first time. You know, I didn't even know who Pastor Rodney was. It, it, it was all brand new to me. Right. And it's funny when you when you see how large things are, you ask yourself, like, what rock was I hiding under? But I couldn't believe I hadn't found Pastor Rodney or you or, you know, all, all the ministers that seemed to be under the covering of the river. But my life has changed extremely since then. My question for you is, and do you ever get this question? I haven't heard you ever answer this, but do you ever – like uh, the ministers that are out there, the evangelists that are on the streets and and praying for people and seeing miracles, you know, seeing God work through them, uh, being healed, uh, even the dead being raised. Why is it? How is it that the the minister could still have an attack from the enemy and say, let's say, having like say an attack on their heart or like a, a health issue? Like what what allows? the devil to be able to operate through a minister that is seeing other people healed miraculously every single week. I mean, see souls like 50, 70 souls a week. Uh, is it some, is it sin? Could it be some sort of sin that that minister still is living in that you can't quite figure out what it is? Or uh, I don't know if you have an answer for that question. Uh, it, it can be sin. It also can be that you're, you know, the Bible, number one, the Bible says the shield of faith quenches all the fiery darts of the devil. So it doesn't have to happen. But what, what happens is faith has to be developed in, in every area. So sometimes, and I, you know, I've grown up around ministers. So I've met ministers that can have major miracles in their, in their meetings. But then if you talk to them personally, it's like, uh, I, I've been feeling a pain under my rib. I'm going to get it checked out. So they have faith for other people to get healed and for the Lord to work in their meetings or when they're, like you said, when they're praying for people on the street. But then when it comes to like everyday life, they don't really have a faith for that. And I've met guys that are the opposite. I've met guys that have no kind of miraculous manifestations in their meetings, but personally, for believing for their health, their wife's health, their children's health, they're very strong. You know, if they got a whiff that their kid was sick or their wife, Come over here. Let me lay my hands on you. So you can have both, but you have to have faith built just like you have ministers that have great faith for finances and no faith for miracles or great faith to, to get people saved in mass, but no, save, no, no faith for personal finances and they're broke. And, you know, think about it. There's guys that have enough faith to rent a stadium, but 
are two, two, car, two car pavements behind. So it, that's why it's very important to develop your faith all the way across the spectrum. And that's why if you watch me, I hang out with a lot of different ministers because I'm not trying to get what they don't have. I'm trying to get what they do have to rub off on me. So I hang around prosperity guys. I hang around miracle guys. I hang around guys that are just solid and stable people. And then you, you pick up all that, all that pollen and build your own honeycomb, so to, so to speak. If that, does that make sense? It does. And being here in Southern California, you're not going to find a lot of people. I, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm sorry to anyone listening from California, but California is jacked up. And California will be saved. I have faith to know that Amen. the devil is under our feet, the prick. But there are some people here that don't, most people don't have the right doctrine. Most people are focused on demon this, demon that. And that's what I came out of as a, I was the so-called deliverance minister. And I'm not making fun of deliverance ministers either. I no, listen, I was going br to bring up exactly what you're saying. Because another reason a lot of people get attacked, even though they have miracles, it, and, and a lot of people in the quote-unquote like deliverance vein are like this. They're so demon-focused yeah. that it actually magnetizes attack to them. Plus, you hear people say stuff like this, like, I'm going, like, like, how would life be different for me if I had said, you know, we're going to do a big stadium meeting in Pittsburgh. I know the devil's going to be attacking. I, you know, every time I do a meeting like this, the devil attacks Camila. There's people that have a belief that because they're doing something big for God, the devil, it almost like gives the devil a right to do something to them. But if, you're, if, you, if you have good theology and you realize um, the shield of faith quenches every fiery dart of the devil, uh, the God holds them in his right hand and the evil one touches them not. I don't have, when I go out to do something for God, I don't have an expectation that the devil's going to attack me. I have an expectation that goodness and mercy are going to follow me and God's going to bless me for expanding his kingdom. So what you expect, you experience. And a lot of the deliverance type people have an expectation of attack and the devil accommodates them. Make sense? Oh, it makes complete sense. That's I mean, the person I was talking about is myself when, I, when it comes to the attack because I see, I see miracles. I mean, so many miracles, and, I, and I, I, I love it. Like, I love seeing the devil defeated, and I love seeing people healed and set free. And I love bringing souls to the kingdom. I love cursing the cartels and the drug runners and the people that are coming over our borders and bringing the fentanyl to the streets. Like, I enjoy it, and we get some crazies that come out to us. But I'm like, all I've been training is, like, learning how John G. Lake we talk about like uh, the, like the average Christian has the hardest time getting a healing than the devil worshiper that you just showed a miracle to and gave their life to God. And it's been interesting to see like, is there something I'm holding on to that allows the devil that is allowing something to attack me no matter what I'm doing? No, I, I, the answer, you're not doing anything wrong. Build your faith in, in that area to live in triumph over the devil. So I would... I'm going to give you two books that I want you to order and, and read them. And, and when you finish them, you'll never have a problem in that area again. Get one by David Oyedepo, O-Y-E-D-E-P-O. It's called Satan Get Lost. And then a second book is The Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagin. And that will develop, okay. that'll develop your faith where the devil to you is like an ant crawling on the sidewalk. Okay, and then I'm expecting a big miracle at the minister's conference this week. I'm expecting something massive. 
Well, I like that. Come up and say hi. I'll be there the whole week. I'm really proud of you, man, to do all that in one year. That's pretty awesome. Yes, I I know I've been told I need to go to to Pastor Rodney's Bible school, and I've had a few people say, why don't you come here? And, you know, that's a big decision to make, leaving California. But I've been going 100 miles on the street, so we set up – we set up these big tents. We feed the homeless. We, we're not just there to feed them and give them clothes because there's plenty of that in America, but we're there to literally just lay hands on them, pray with them, do altar calls. We do a, a raffle where we tell them to come back at a time to win money, and before I we do a raffle for money, I do a altar call. I get people saved, and then I do a mass prayer and get everyone healed, and so it's, it's, been, it's been fun learning all this stuff, and not waiting to go to school, but just saying, you know what, I'm going to learn and just go do it. No, but, li- but listen, I, I wouldn't look at it as leaving California like you're abandoning your assignment. You, you know, number one, it's a two-year school. Two years. Are you in your 20s? I'm 45 this year. Okay, so I don't, I don't need to tell you. Two years flies. <laughs> so to go yeah. out and get trained to come back even better right. is it's, it's not, I wouldn't look at it like, well, do I stay doing what I'm called to do or do I go to the Tampa to get, like, study the Bible? You're going to go learn from experts on crusade evangelism, street evangelism, and when you come back carrying more fire with more skill on how to do it, it, it I would do that. Training is great, especially at the right place, yeah. which the river is. I couldn't, I couldn't be any more in support of it. I'll see you this coming week. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you all. God bless you. Does that mean we have a call? By the way, the the numbers on YouTube and stuff need refreshed. They're frozen. Facebook and all that. Uh, We have a call? We have. Yes. Your name and where you're calling from. Hi. This is Tanisha. I'm calling from. So I live on White Sands, New Mexico, but no one knows where that is. Wait, wait. Say say where you're calling from again. White Sands, New Mexico. Oh. Well, tell me where it is, because I've driven all through New Mexico. Yeah, so it's like 30 minutes from Las Cruces. So it's like in between Las Cruces and Alamogordo. I know where Las Cruces. It's on a military base. Okay, I I got where you're at. By the way, it's a beautiful state. Yeah, it is. We're from Florida, so we're still learning to like it, but it's nice. (laughs) Um, Go ahead and direct your question to Pastor Dallas. Yes. Adalis, I am so excited to speak with you. Not that I don't love you, Jonathan, but I get so, so excited when you are on. I love watching you guys. My kids, they know you by voice and by, um, like, just by seeing your face, they're five and seven. And it's just, you, your guys' ministry has been such a blessing. And sometimes I think, well, maybe we'll move up to Pennsylvania. And then I'm like, nope, we probably won't because it's too cold. So I don't know. <laughs> I love you. You're so kind. (laughs) But I've been, um, I guess, I don't really know what my question is, or maybe I just kind of need to finally bounce this off someone. But um, I had this dream, and I've never had a dream like this. Um, I wrote it down on August 1st, so I had it the night before. And the way I am with my Bible, I just started highlighting in my Bible because I don't even like to make any marks in it. Um, but I had so many sticky notes that I was like, okay, let me just start highlighting in it. So that's why the stream, that's going to explain why the stream was so weird at first. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading my Bible 
um, and I see what looks like a little spot, and I think, oh my gosh, one of the boys got something on my Bible, and I kind of start freaking out. So I'm trying to wipe it off, and then it just gets bigger, and then oil starts gushing out of it. And then when I realize that it's oil, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is oil, and I start pouring it on my head, um, and I'm like excited in the dream, and then I wake up. And I know that means, I know God has like this plan for me. He wants me to go to law school. I've been working towards that. Um, I just graduated with my master's degree. My husband's active duty military, so that kind of delays me going to law school a little Mm -hmm. bit. But I kind of feel like since having that dream, um, I don't know. I feel like I should be doing more, but I don't know exactly what I should be doing. So I've been praying, and I don't, I'm like a really analytical person, and I have to be, I have to plan like everything out. So part of me thinks, well, maybe I'm kind of rushing God and stuff and his plan, and I should just wait. So I don't know. I, any feedback is like more than appreciated. <laughs> um, John, you want to take it? The only thing I would say is 99% of the time, and I feel like you fall into this category, like how you said, I just need somebody to bounce something off of. I feel like when people just talk out, like you just did, what they're doing. It's almost like mm-hmm. you answered it. Yeah. You know, you're on, yeah. God's hand is on your life. You know where God's leading you, which is to law school. And uh, as far as like, are you rushing it or not? Yeah, I would err. I would always err on the side of rushing. Yes. Move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you'll make more mistakes waiting than you will moving forward. So I've always okay. used that as my thing. Like, if I thought, well, should I do this now or should I wait? Don't wait because God's not slow. God, God um, and, and if it is yeah. time to wait, you won't have to wonder. God will, God will pump the brake. Hey, not now. Don't do that yet. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would always, and, that, and think about it. That's how Paul, oh, hold on a second. Somebody put, do you guys believe in snake handling? Oh, yes. For the last 16 years, I've slept with a rattlesnake in my bed. My first wife. Anyway, first uh, little, little prospecting here. Um, so, so I would like Paul. You read Paul in the Book of Acts. He was going to Asia, mm-hmm. and then the Lord told him not to go, which shows you that Paul's mode of operation was to keep plowing forward in the thing he knew he knew he was supposed to do That's good. until the Lord said stop, Boom. rather than stay still till the Lord said go. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does. And you're going to do great. You can tell. Okay. I mean, number one, you have the thing that most. Uh, <laughs> I told them to direct the question to you. I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm very just, sorry. Um, why am I here? You, uh, <laughs> you have what many people are really trying to get and don't have, which is direction from God. True. So most people don't know that God's mm-hmm. hands on their life or that, that he's calling them to law school. You know those things. Mm-hmm. I'd, and the Lord wouldn't reveal those things to you, so you could just kind of like oh. sit on it. Uh, I know ladies don't oh. like their age ass, but I'm what your age? Late twenties, thirty-two. Thirty-two, yeah. No, I'd get maybe. moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if, if you're seventeen or something, that that's you know, and you have to wait till you graduate high school. You're thirty-two. Grab yeah. grab it by the tail and get going. Amen. Okay. I'm so glad you guys said that because I know part of it is kind of my fear, like oh my gosh, law school. But it's like, well, God, I never thought I would be a lawyer. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just a stay-at-home mom. And then well, think about, these- what, think about what the oil yeah. symbolizes, too, in that dream, I is know. that you're carrying the anointing to do what God has already put on your heart to do. So I look at it as if God has shown you, he's revealed something to you. That means mm-hmm. in his heart, it's already done. So now we have to take the steps okay. necessary to get that done. 
Do you know what I mean? Like in mm -hmm. God's heart, it's already established what you are to do. Yeah. So now on our, our behalf, and that's where people get it all kinds of confused. It's like, the the mm -hmm. the prophecy is just the beginning. the The word that you get from God, the vision that you receive from the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. is just the first step. That that now it's up to me yeah. to like clear out the the path and set the blueprint mm -hmm. for my life in that in that you know in that direction. So if, if it is to be an attorney, then that's where I have to go. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm facilitating what God wants for me to do with, with my day-to-day -day things. Do you know what I mean? So I know it right. seems like it's like a very daunting thing. But, but also you have to understand, God requires you to just do it. Take that first step. Right. And then you're chipping away and you're chipping away. And what you think is going to be like this 15 year thing. If you continue to chip away at it every single day, you're going to see that thing come to manifestation mm -hmm. so much faster than just contemplating whether you should go and do it or not. Do you know what I mean? So oh just yeah. do it. It's so crazy just, that you just said that part too, because in my head, I have like these ideas of what I want to do after law school. And I'm like, oh, it's going to take like 10 years to do that. And then however long to do that. But you saying that is just like confirmation. Wow. Like I just need to get off my butt and actually get to work. And, and if you've got a marriage, you've got, you know, work, you've yeah. got children, that's where mm -hmm. it seems like, how the heck am I going to do all this? But if you yep. just take 30 minutes a day, no. an hour a day, I'm going to focus an hour to doing this, to getting uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the reading, to getting the blueprint, to scheduling what I'm going to do for the rest of the week. Like just little mm -hmm. things like that are more, you know, the, it's it's chewable. Like, you're not just going to, like, yeah. you know, take on this big monster of a project. No, you just go and take those little <laughs> steps. And then God, like, the more you do, the more God multiplies and, and put, gives mm -hmm. you the grace to do it. And all of a sudden, what you thought was, like, a big thing ends up not being a big thing. It just happens like that. And before you know it, right. it's attorney, whatever. You know what I mean? That's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so just do it. Just jump awesome. into it. I love you. Okay. I'm going to do it. I love you guys. You, so we're like 45 minutes from El Paso, and I cannot wait to see you guys in El Paso next month. Oh, El Paso next month, and then December in um, Hobbs, New Mexico, which Hobbs. is a, So yeah. maybe see it twice. Yeah. Well, my husband's such a chicken. I'm like, how are you in the military? Because anytime, like you came in, you came into Hobbs not too long ago, and I was like, I'm gonna drive there. He's like, I can't go. I have work, and I was like, I didn't ask you to go. I'm going. Yeah. And he was like, you can't go to Hobbs by yourself. It's dangerous. And I'm like, it's no more dangerous than anywhere else. Yes. It's Hobbs. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think Hobbs has high crime. It's uh, there's a couple other places that aren't that great. Well, yeah. Hobbs is good. All right, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. I'm glad you called in. You're a nice lady. You're gonna do great. Me too. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Well, I could I could stay and do this for several more hours. We should do this. Um, okay, we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We should do this twice and teach twice when I'm home. Twice each week. Yeah. Maybe Tuesday and Friday do this, and then uh, Wednesday and Thursday teach. Yeah, you teach me. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying like me and you on to do this. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice talking with people, mm -hmm. and uh, we have a, a setup to do it. I don't think, I was going to ask, would you rather do just this? I think people enjoy the, t you know, obviously it's nice to study the Bible like we did on grace. Yeah, yeah. And, but then this is, 
this is great too because a lot of and a lot of people don't have Kelsey said she agrees um, a lot of people don't have anybody to talk things over with like you've seen how many people in the comments of my husband's not saved yes. obviously you can't bounce this stuff off your children do you think I should go to law school or so or or people people like friends would even shoot that down and be like take it easy or like that first layer her church is just a wreck now so they, they've yeah. got nobody to talk yeah, to yeah that sucks then it's nice I was telling Adonis this is like the only time I get, <laughs> when I'm home I get to like that is not true <sighs> it's really not I don't see that much when we're you here. are magnifying I'm not complaining. the wrong thing. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I am like, around. When's the last time we sat at a table and talked for an hour and a half? <laughs> we haven't talked at all. We're, no, we're we're listening, so we're not even engaged in conversation. We you are right I'm now. Looking. Right now, I am. I'm, I'm I'm telling you something. But I mean, I haven't even sat near you. Yes, you have. Yesterday. Where? I don't remember. <laughs> it didn't happen. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying no, that you, this is you're nice the busy one. Because that would give you us... were out the entire day. I was. Yes, you were. Listen, I don't. I'm about to sound like an emotional housewife, but I ordered dinner for you, and you never showed up to eat it. You, I came in. I made dinner. I and you, you never came you home. Didn't. That's true. You didn't make dinner. You I mean, ordered I it. I ordered but it. But you, I saw you at check. I ate it by myself with my cousin. I got you a birthday cake. You never came home. Picture me saying this right now. I have an apron on and a tear coming out of my one eye. I had a lot to do. When you came home, I should have picked up the cake and just tearfully slammed it off the kitchen. I'm glad you didn't because it was mad good. <laughs> oh, you ate it? I had a couple bites. I worked all day. I didn't. You never came home one time. You look great. Got my hair done. That's why it took so long. You look great. You look better at 38 than you did at 28. Thank you, Mr. Apron and a tear. Next time when you come home, when I order dinner and you're not home in time, I'm just going to like start. I'm going to do what Talia Shire did in uh, Godfather Godfather 1 and just start slamming all the plates. Then you can come over and do what her, her husband did to her and grab me. Listen here, you spoiled guinea. Then slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Yeah, got, well, <laughs> got prayer. You spoiled guinea. <laughs> um, we got, uh, yeah, prayer coming up. Two t-shirts, real quick. <laughs> now clean it up. Ninja Boot is Now on. clean it up. That's what he, you spoiled guinea, now clean it up. <laughs> you slap me and make me clean it up. <laughs> well, a confused Camila looks on from her Nintendo <laughs> like, Switch. <laughs> For some reason, that just strikes me funny. Me complaining that I made dinner and you never showed up. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm laughing or having a nervous break. Uh, <laughs> Sure. I'm going through a lot. Uh, <laughs> magazine, two t-shirts for everyone that gives. Here's, <laughs> here's the ways you can give. Thanks, guys. RevivalToday.com. Click give now. Hashtag donate on Facebook. Uh, text RT to 50155. Cash app dollar sign RT give. 
thanks for sending me to Florida, help, helping us build this church. It means a lot. Um, cryptocurrency, if that's still a thing. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right, Charles. It really is a great movie. Godfathers 1 and 2 are worth, like, showing your children and having them take notes. You, you can learn how the actual world works by watching those two movies. Uh, Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. If you've never given before, I'd love, love to hear from you. If you have given before, I'd love to hear from you. And then don't forget to claim your offer at RevivalToday.com. Claim my offer. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's, thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.